Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Today, we celebrate the feast of Sam Shoemaker, rector of Calvary Church from 1925 to 1951. Shoemaker was instrumental in the development of the 12 steps used in the Alcoholics Anonymous recovery program. He provided spiritual guidance to Bill W., co-founder of AA, as Bill was working on his own recovery, and Shoemaker helped write several of the steps. As we celebrate Shoemaker's feast today, we remember a man who was a leader in this community who laid the foundation for a program of recovery that has touched millions of lives around the world. But that is not all that we are doing today, and nor is it the most important thing that we are doing today. If we stop at remembering Sam Shoemaker, we risk elevating a man who was as flawed as you and I to something he never claimed to be. Shoemaker saw himself as a man who stood at the door between humanity and God. He stood at the door not going too far in or straying too far out so that he could be there to see the people stumbling around outside, the ones who knew there was a door somewhere but just couldn't seem to find it. He wanted to be the person who pointed them to that door. In his own words, In a part of a poem he wrote called, I Stand by the Door, he says, The most tremendous thing in the world is for men to find that door, the door to God. The most important thing that any man can do is to take hold of one of those blind, groping hands and put it on the latch, the latch that only clicks and opens to the man's own touch. Men die outside the door, as starving beggars die on cold nights in cruel cities in the dead of winter, die for want of what is within their grasp. They live on the other side of it, live because they have not found it. Nothing else matters compared to helping them find it and open it and walk in and find him. So I stand by the door. In our celebration of this feast day, we do not elevate Shoemaker beyond someone who stood at the door pointing to God. Instead, in our celebration, as we weave the 12 steps into our service of Eucharist, we see ourselves as those starving beggars in dire straits, desperately close to dying on the sidewalk in the cruel winter cold we realize that the line between sin and addiction is far blurrier than any of us normies would like to admit. As we see how closely the 12 steps line up with the liturgy that we use to worship every week, we understand that every single one of us needs the miracle of redemption, of God's grace that frees us from our sin and from our addictions. Our psalm today begins, 
Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. This image is common in recovery circles, that someone has to hit rock bottom before they realize how deeply they need help and become willing to hand their addiction over to the power of God. But in reality, each one of us finds ourselves struggling in the depths of something, of sin, of self-centeredness, of chaos of our own making. It's easy for us to make alcohol and drugs the whipping boys of addiction because the impact of these substances being misused is so visibly obvious. But what about when I start consistently disappearing into my phone, playing Sudoku, scrolling through Instagram, working my way through the entire archive of Octurtle games, which is like Wordle, except you're trying to figure out eight words instead of one, and I only have 75 left to go. It's easy to make excuses, stress and exhaustion being at the top of the list. But is it a coping mechanism, or is it sin if it keeps me from having a real conversation with my husband, Andrew, at the end of a long day? And coping mechanisms can become addictions if they get out of control. It's not just our smartphones. For some, it's food. For others, it's binging on Netflix, or it's pornography, or working out. The promise of a perfect body is so alluring. Or it's never being able to leave work at work. These things pull us away from God and away from meaningful relationships. And we are left sinking into the depths, being swallowed into these sinkholes of our own making, hurting ourselves and those we love because we just can't seem to change. But for anyone who has come to that realization, who has cried out from the depths, Lord, hear me, there is good news here today. It's the good news that had Sam Shoemaker standing at the door, searching for those who were out in the cold, sinking in the depths. Our God is not someone who takes note of our iniquities. He doesn't record our sins. If he did, not a single one of us could stand here this morning in this service before him. None of us would be worthy to offer him our worship because we are all guilty of being consumed with the things in our lives that make us feel safe and in control rather than worshiping him. But when we acknowledge the depths of our sin, when we admit that we are powerless and that our lives have become unmanageable, God is there offering forgiveness to us. And this is what we're all about here at Calvary St. George's. Enjoy your forgiveness. It's free, it's permanent, it's unconditional. And this psalm reminds us of something more. It's actually not about us at all. God doesn't forgive us because he knows that deep down inside we're these amazing people who are going to turn our lives around and become dutiful followers of him. 
No, he forgives us for himself. He forgives us so that we might revere him, worship him, stand in awe of him. God pulls us out of the depths and invites us in the door, out of the cold, ultimately because it glorifies himself to do so. And it is beautiful evidence of his mercy that what glorifies him is so deeply beneficial to us. And so in our forgiveness, we become people who watch for God. We hope for him and long for him in the same way that watchmen long for the morning. Sometimes this feels like a long time. Sometimes we have dug ourselves down so deep that the depth of rock bottom is a very long way down. The forgiveness is instantaneous, even miraculous, but the path of healing can be long, circuitous, and hard. So just like the watchman braves the deepest, darkest parts of the night, straining his eyes for a glimpse of dawn at the horizon, we long for God. We hope for him because his forgiveness shows us his glory and because we know that these deep, dark parts of the night will not last forever. No, they will end in his glory being revealed to us through lives changed from the inside out. We long for God because he is the only one who can forgive our sin, heal our wounds, and make change in our lives lasting. Our psalm today ends with the psalmist turning, to address, turning from addressing God to proclaiming the goodness of God's redemption to all of Israel. He knows what God has done for him, and he wants everyone else to know that God will do this for them as well. He seeks to carry this message to others. And as I close, I want to note that the Hebrew word he uses for iniquities here actually has a broader meaning than just sin. It can also stand for all the impacts and consequences of sin as well. So as the psalmist ends his psalm, he shows us that God does not just forgive our sin and wipe our slate clean, but he also redeems the impact of our sin. God does not forgive us and then leave us to wallow in the damage our sin has caused, but he is gracious and merciful enough to work redemption out of the chaos that we have created. This is beautifully clear in the life of Bill W., with whom Sam Shoemaker had such a close friendship. Bill W.'s descent into alcoholism was clear and swift in his early adulthood. It impacted his education, his work, and his reputation. He tried hard to stop drinking, but he was in and out of the hospital with multiple relapses. Viewed alone, this looks hopeless. Sure, God would forgive him for this addiction, but the impact and consequences of all that was a massive burden to bear. But this is where God's redemption became so powerful. 
and how he worked in and through Bill W's addiction to build AA and offer hope to millions of people around the world. In Bill's own words, recorded in Time Magazine, he, because of his bitter experience, discovered slowly and through a conversion experience, a system of behavior and a series of actions that work for alcoholics who want to stop drinking. This is the redemption of God poured out in his life. Bill's bitter experiences were not his alone to bear, but they were powerfully redeemed. While we're not all Bill W., every single one of us here can hope in God's work in our lives, not in the nice and shiny parts, but in the depths. God works in and through the sin and the consequences that should be ours alone to bear so that he can redeem our pain to his glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.